Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host, Giri. I'm joined today again by my co-host, Ajit. Hello, Ajit. Hi, Giri. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, I guess. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing good as well. So, you know, I can give you some really great news. I mean, it's not that we have overcome corona in this part of the world or any, any other, I'm sure, but... Okay. Toilet paper rolls are back in the supermarkets. Okay. <laughs> so, that is really encouraging. Indeed. And so is pasta. So, you know, I think uh, mm. after about three weeks of uh, house arrest, I'm feeling I'm feeling okay now. And or that or I'm losing my mind. So it's become uh, now so mundane that, um, you know, it's there are, there are, it don't feel the pain anymore. Let me put it like this. How about you? I went out a few minutes ago to get some uh, yeah, groceries. And you're right. The same is true here. Uh, toilet paper rolls are indeed flourishing <laughs> in our supermarkets. So people are uh, happy, I guess. Right. Uh, but uh, jokes apart, so it is. Uh, it's been two weeks since we are in isolation. Right. I guess. Right. Right. Has it been two weeks? Well, three and for me. Number three for you. Okay. Yeah. So that was self-imposed the yeah. first week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And unfortunately, the numbers are increasing. Uh, the amount of infections and fatalities right so it's it's crossed thousand uh, already two days ago um, but hopefully yeah it wanes we get to return to normal uh, life uh, hopefully uh, in a few weeks and we also heard that this isolation or these uh, special measures have been extended until the end of april in the netherlands mm-hmm. um, so 28th of april so schools are closed you have to work from home as much as possible if your job allows it. And unless you're in emergency services or work like that, then uh, you have to stay home. You should not get out. 
and the prime minister has been advising us to work from home as much as possible and not to get out unless there is a valid reason do your shopping alone uh, stay 1.5 meters away from each other in a positive right so i was reading this article that one of this uh, tu eindhoven statisticians a professor in tu eindhoven has predicted that uh, we have we are past the inflection point and effectively what that means is that we should be you know entering the positive phase the curve is going to flatten out it's probably uh, going to turn for the better probably it's a bit too soon to predict this but what he feels is if we can sustain the same let's say lack of growth for the next 7 to 10 days we'll break the back of this let's say infection and uh, it'll turn the other way the infections will start dropping that's his um, comment at least and that's a positive to take right and um, well i make it a point to go out every day some days i go running some days i go walking the idea is to just uh, breathe a bit of fresh air when possible and uh, this week there was a bit of dip in temperatures right but at the end of the day you know i feel a bit saner Uh, compared to normal if i may put it like that if whenever i go out so uh, get a bit of fresh air and a bit of sun if possible so i do that but yeah i mean look definitely when you look at the whole status of the world i mean america is suffering quite a lot and italy and spain we know and china so uh, i think there's a little bit yet left but um, you know we are let's say uh, in the middle of the fight and let me say the light at the end of the tunnel is not too far we just have to keep fighting uh, follow the rules uh, whatever our uh, you know wherever we are whatever the government has suggested follow the rules and then we're going to fight and get through this so you know if you were to get into the cricketing world and how the cricketers are being able to contribute we you know heather knight uh, the england uh, women's cricketer she signed up as an nhs volunteer she's one of hundreds of thousands who have actually done this in england right and then joginder sharma who bowled that iconic last over in the 2007 t20 world cup final was able to win it for india right they are dismissing mispa well i have a joke about it remind me but you know on a serious note uh, he was able to you know get back to his duty as a cop so he's a you know a superintendent in haryana police so he was able to do, do his uh, duty there and he got some laudits from icc as well Uh, i think you saw these reports kiri yeah so i think it's it's a great uh, job that uh, a former cricketer is doing uh, it should definitely be uh, recognized and admired by all the people by the way what was the joke you were referring to well i must give credit to a friend of mine i don't want to name him on the podcast but uh, uh-huh. i know he's listening to it and you know who you are so misbah discovered the oldest truth about indians apparently on that day can you guess what that is no idea mike there's always a malayali around the corner I don't know uh-huh. if you remember how he got out. Dinky shot and there was Srishant around the corner at 45 behind square and he took the catch, right? So that's the joke. All right. So, well, I mean, jokes apart, some, for somebody, you know, who's actually tasted fame of international cricket to um, do his duty in a regular job, like being a policeman. I, mean, I know he holds, a, a, let's say, a, a higher role, uh, but still nicely done. And uh, yeah. i'm sure there are many more people like this so uh, it's always nice to talk about them and you know this gives us a lot of uh, hope as well as to how people who've actually tasted fame are able to get back to their everyday life and also contribute in terms of these sort of emergencies because uh, i remember uh, reading 
you know sam curran the england cricketer also flagged off an nhs uh, collection drive right he did it from his house but he was still able to contribute and kick it off so that i think he contributed and started it off for nhs in england to collect some money and uh, start you know uh, advertising for volunteers that's nicely done by him so you know when it comes to a slightly sad turn of events um corona virus has claimed its first victim in the cricketing administrative world right so david hotchkiss who's lancashire's chairman has unfortunately died after contracting corona virus so we condone his death and we offer our condolences to his family and friends so he was 71 he was not a younger man but still um somebody who was so closely associated with the club for long they say and he had some grand plans still for the club so that's very unfortunate to uh here that uh, somebody like this has passed away due due to these uh, you know sad times due to this virus so we would like to say yeah, we are sorry to hear this well i mean there are some other interesting discussions when it comes to players uh, doing their bit you know australian players the at least the men uh, are sort of preparing to take a pay cut because their contract negotiations are unfortunately uh, you know not taking place because of this delay right but on the other hand uh, pca the players cricket association in england has rejected the initial offer from ecb that they want to cut 25% of pay package right so for at least 3 months they wanted to uh, offer uh, or made an offer of cutting 25% of the pay and english players were not really happy uh, so they seem to have turned it down but i think you had some other numbers giri you were quoting to me off air right about how much contributions have been made by the cricketers themselves um if i remember right i think there was a contribution to the amount of half a million pounds 500000 pounds or something like that contributed by uh, the cricketers themselves so which is a substantial number if you ask me wow and yeah. uh, if i also thought i read somewhere that the women's cricketers have offered to take a pay cut but i'm not sure if the men's cricketers are also doing that uh, but isn't there another organization or an association players association who, who actually decide over these things uh... well they represent the players it's called pca the professional cricketers association right and these are the people who negotiate pay on behalf of the centrally contracted players in england so i think we hear some um, let's say contradictory reports so i think we should wait on this so let's wait for this whole thing to play out look ecb has made a projected loss of 300 million pounds in case the summer season gets cancelled right and this includes the um, county season the one day championship as well as uh, your favorite to the 100 right and on top of all the international cricket that is played during the season that's a lot of cricket to lose and losing 300 million pounds can really affect any cricketing body even ecb so it's not going to be an easy choice so i think we will shortly see some very tough choices from cricketing boards so as i said some players like the australian cricketers are already prop- sort of preparing for it i mean even bcci is probably facing a similar problem or let's say um, he has to tackle such an issue when it comes to whether they can do uh, the ipl or not because i still hear some positives uh, there are still many players like ben stokes josh butler who are already in india who are saying sort of they would like to play a shortened version at all so most cricketing boards will have to take a harsh call on this because look england were scheduled to play west indies in the early summer in a test series then pakistan so that means you know a lot of international cricket given that there is no chance of cricket resuming before 1st of may right and these cricketers i don't know what sort of shape they are in it's not like they can go immediately from 1st of may as soon as they're given a go right 
that means two to three weeks of lead time might have to be given to them to get fit and get into the right frame of mind right so that means i don't expect any international cricket before first of june uh, to be frank that means at least the initial tour is completely washed out maybe the tour that would happen in the latter half of the english season can at least go ahead so you know uh, this brings me to the next point which is that you know misbahul haq who's the coach and chief selector of pakistan uh, men's cricket team was uh, giving his opinion about you know maybe the wtc should not be truncated because a lot of international cricket so i just mentioned two international series concerning england there's a third one which was england's uh, cricket series against sri lanka which they had to leave and come back home right because of this corona virus crisis so that means all of these international tours being cancelled and all of this international cricket not going ahead will really affect the world test championship and miss bowl hak felt probably in order to try to end it in 2021 if some of these tours are not considered or somehow compensated in some way that might not be right for many of the teams who are who might be a bit low on the championship table right now but might still gain or might still get ahead and get a chance to compete in the final so he said let it play out if you if you want to include another season and then play the final maybe that makes more sense right so giri do you think that's a good idea that the world test championship could be delayed and maybe the final should be held in 2022 uh, i think that's a very good idea i think it's too big a tournament or too big a, um, a championship event to be truncated it should still run its course so the number of matches that have been uh, scheduled to be played between teams uh, we should still go through that um, mm-hmm. and if it takes another year no problem because anyway it's played over a couple of years right so the test world test championships began in 2019 during the uh, the summer i think in the northern hemisphere and then from then on exactly. it would be yeah from then on it would be two years until you would play the finals at lords so it, it's anyway spread across two years why not move it uh, i think it's 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 a good idea i i fully agree that, with that it's it's not like a t20 tournament where you can give up a few matches and still not lose the spectacle because it's not just entertainment it's actually the real test of skill level uh, of all mm-hmm. players involved mm-hmm. and we should not uh, tamper with it in my opinion i think it should it, it's it's of course test cricket right? it's it's the purest form of cricket and uh, we don't want it to get curtailed even if it takes an year uh, additional year it's it's okay in my opinion that's a very good point no and i agree with you uh, i think uh, Isba has a very valid point there and uh, you know if that's what it means then why not extend it why not extend the uh, world test championship to at least go another half year if not a whole season right so it makes mm. sense let's see how that goes or Now, maybe sacrifice uh, a few uh-huh. <laughs> limited overs matches in between <laughs> well uh, i i would i would really really love that right yeah yeah so but i mean uh, I, i don't see that really happening uh, odi still have their place in the calendar and at least they earn more money i think uh, so if odis and t20s make sure test cricket lives then uh, i don't mind that right yeah. so <laughs> we'll see right going forward i think uh, icc may take a prudent call and let the test championship extend beyond a certain time you know yeah. all these are all these are serious talking points but i don't know if you've heard Uh, the pandemic has actually halted the australian cricketing wedding season right because apparently in australia may is the scheduled wedding season because this is sort of end of their summer and before the winter season really kicks in so many many players like adam zampa jess jonasson okay. like jackson bird mitchell swepson andrew tai darcy short 
Alistair McDermott, Caitlin Frisett, so Frisett, so many, many, many names. Also, people like Glenn Maxwell, Pat Cummins, right? They had to postpone their wedding uh, plans because most of them were around this period, April, May. So, mm-hmm. co- considering you don't want to get married in a room in front of a registrar, I'm sure. So, uh, maybe <laughs> they're forced to uh, postpone all of these uh, wedding plans. So, this is another tangible, tangible effect on how. people's lives are getting affected because you know we can talk about it in a jovial manner but a lot of preparation goes into each wedding right so you would book many uh, many of the involved services months if not sometimes years in advance so that would really really mean a lot of you know you would pay advances and a lot of this would get hit i'm um, not to mention the services themselves right catering people and people who have venues that they can take care of and it it's, it's a really really big uh, thing that this is affecting i mean i was reading recently um, the effect it has on everyday lives are that we are sort of sort of now hunkered down and we are waiting for the storm to pass so to say but the real devastation will actually be visible once we come out again once the storm has passed once coronavirus has gone through our lives you know we'll really see what economic impact it had because just just a number i read was so so staggering uh, giri can you guess the amount of economic impact postponement of tokyo olympics by one year has actually made have you read this report by any chance i don't think i have um let me have a guess go on is it is it in the billions yes it is in the billions unfortunately okay uh, let's say about 300 billion not bad not bad at all you actually went well beyond the estimate but okay. yeah so the estimate was about 124 billion okay Ooh. us dollars mm-hmm. so uh, that's a that's a terrifying number man i mean that's more than the gdp of many a country out there right mm-hmm. so um that's the amount of impact unfortunately uh, postponement of an event like the olympics has had right so it's it's terrible and that's why i said we'll have to wait this out but for now we hunker down we wait for the storm to pass right mm. Mm. i i <laughs> now I, i wanted to make a jovial point here about ipl and uh, how much make of it. an impact it would be <laughs> go for uh, it because the bcs here have decided not to take a decision yet on the mm-hmm. on the ipl scheduling right so they they don't know whether they will postpone it they will uh, cancel it or i have no <laughs> no flaming clue what will happen here all the major tournaments have taken a decision firstly the european football championships was postponed uh, until next year and then we heard that tokyo olympics would be postponed until uh, next year we also heard that wimbledon would be cancelled this year uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of english summer that's one of the highlights of english summer and even right. that is cancelled and i don't know if i mean i don't even want to compare ipl with wimbledon but if wimbledon has been cancelled uh, it still staggers me Uh, that they haven't been able to decide i i'm sure there are certain factors where you, you kind of have to appease all the people who are putting money into that uh, tournament or whatever you call it uh, piece of mm-hmm. tv entertainment um so i think there is a lot of, of money that will be lost if they cancel it so they're probably trying to delay the inevitable uh, what do you think no inevitable it is you're absolutely right as far as i'm concerned at least i don't see them having any chance to host it until june that basically means you'll have to find another calendar uh, somewhere later in the year maybe have a mini ipl like a one week 10 days thing or as you said you know do two ipls next year or whatever but you're right but i wouldn't completely belittle it mm-hmm. so the, what i'm trying to say is it has added a lot of value to indian cricket for sure 
and also to a lot of cricketers out there from the world mm-hmm. of course it's a spectacle for spectacle sake but it has also <laughs> made uh, at least the i can see the peripheral benefits the more professionalization of the indian cricket setup the teams themselves the players right so i mean we can get into it at another time but at the end of yeah. the day i can completely agree with you that probably announcing that postponing it would be the prudent move from bcci's perspective going further you know uh, edge baston has also become a covid testing center right giri um so we also heard about eden gardens right uh, i think we spoke about that last time that eden gardens was also being converted into one of such uh, i don't know it was if it was a testing center but i think they provided some facilities over there um right. so it's 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 good that the cricketing world is now trying to help in whatever way they can it's fantastic uh, that edgebaston yeah one of the very famous uh, cricketing venues in the um, in the english summer calendar uh, i think wasn't there the first ashes test last year that was played at edgebaston i think it was yeah well give us the latest update from your uh, viewing of the test then come on didn't you watch well, it yourself well uh, i've not been able to overcome my uh, prejudice against uh, reality tv what can i say uh, uh, I, i will one of these days i'm sure not yet yeah though. yeah okay plenty of uh, sci-fi you, left <laughs> plenty of sci-fi left yeah 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 uh, i i mean i don't want to uh, describe everything uh, in uh, a lot of detail but i can say that i finished the whole season all the episodes uh the moment i started one of the uh, episodes i think it was probably the india australia series where i had stopped and after that i watched one episode and i couldn't stop i had to finish the whole uh, series it's a kind of a uh, long story but it's been stitched together in small pieces so you kind of want to finish the story it's very addictive i have to say i think they've captured the human emotion part amazingly well uh, i didn't know that people kind of express emotions like that when they get out or when uh, they don't have a good day uh, at uh, on the field um it's it's quite amazing and they also show what happens in, be- in between tests right so if you consider the ashes and then australia are doing really well they save a test match at lords and then the next match i think was played at headingley and then they were ahead in headingley until uh, Benjamin uh, Stokes decided to take the game away from them and then from there on the emotion the the changes in emotion i think it's amazingly captured you have to see that episode especially it's it's a kind of elephant in the room scenario where mm-hmm. they all identify faults including the captain and the captain is amazingly forthcoming and he's uh, let's say con- confessing saying i have made a mistake here i could have done this better it's it's it, it takes a lot of courage to basically let uh, let down your guard I like that part especially and then of course you know you you kind of see where they head from there and then the team keeps improving they retain the ashes so you can see a team who are lost in the in the beginning of the series kind of mm-hmm. they don't know where they stand they don't know how to play they don't know how to gel together as a unit and then as soon as smith and warner come back it's a completely different beast altogether you see that immediately and they've also chronicled everything they do um, not everything but they 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 show very important things that smith does for example or warner uh, what he does uh, even bancroft uh, doing some right. yoga sessions <laughs> um and they show a lot of um, funny bits as well uh, with nathan lyons <laughs> yeah 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 he he leads the pranks but i also noticed that a very tense character uh, easily is also very emotional 
you might have seen that when they lost that headingly test he was crying oh, yeah. he was weeping on the field yeah and yeah. it continues into the dressing room he can't stop and then people go out and try to console him but he d- doesn't want anybody to be around him at that point and <laughs> you also need to see um, the way justin langer who is kind of norm i think he's a, he's a calm guy but he also get very emotional they don't have enough reviews left so um, they don't get that lbw uh, against nathan lyon um, mm-hmm. so ben stokes remains there i think it's probably just five or six runs before the end of the match yeah and yeah yeah justin yeah. langer gets so thing. furious indeed yeah justin yeah. langer gets so furious he kicks the bin that's a dustbin next to him and all the trash gets spilled on the floor he picks them all up and then puts them back in you have mm-hmm. to see those things i think those are amazing little things which captures uh, what goes on in the dressing room every single run every single dot ball every single wicket being cheered uh, i would love to see something like this done with all the teams after that i don't think they will all agree but uh, i mean i i need to say i'm very happy that the australian team they allowed people to uh, film them you should watch i hope you have started watching by the time we speak again in our next episode let me tell you a secret or let me paraphrase it in one of the parables that we hear about indian television why do indian movies have so much dancing singing and unbelievable things because in their everyday life there is too much reality they don't want to go to a theater and watch the same thing again on screen do you understand why i don't watch the test okay but there All is right. enough reality tv around which is total crap and this is not crap i can tell you honestly this is not crap all right now i'm just joking, i don't don't get me wrong i'm not trying to make an endorsement for this series uh, you should nobody is like paying it. me anything for doing oh, this uh, they must then they they may yeah. as well pay you you seem to be doing a great job here yeah right I, i'm only doing that to you of course and to our listeners but uh, mm. now but honestly i think this is something you should not miss before they take it off air you should do it no i don't think they'll take it off air i'm i'm even seeing a second series coming based on its popularity by the way but what i would like to definitely give them the credit for us having the guts to expose the let's say the dirty linens that are being washed right that too in such a trying time so australian cricket was going through an up and a down at that point in time because you saw what was happening with those two key players missing and australian team obviously was taking a beating right still mm-hmm. for them to allow cameras into their dressing rooms in such a pivotal stage of the sport so to say in australia itself right mm-hmm. that 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 was very brave of them so for that i would like to give them kudos as well look um, there is a lot to learn from how australians deal with defeat uh, and how they deal with uh, you know the joys as well as the losses that they face on the field so that's something i'm sure every cricketer every aspiring cricketer out there can actually learn from so th- these are the things i'm sure you know uh, it's a nice thing to uh, see so i will do it it's like this let me put let me give you another example i have never read anything from the harry potter series i have never watched any of those movies i have left it for when at a later point in time in my life mm-hmm. when i'm old and gray and when i have the patience for it i will properly do it so we'll see yeah. Well, yeah. i might actually revisit the test much sooner than that right mm. we'll see uh, I, yeah i must confess i haven't also read or seen any harry potter uh, movie so yeah. <laughs> i'm also not one of those hogwarts uh, fanatics that's so. all right <laughs> what i, I would rather you, have something more about cricket yeah. go ahead uh, of course no no but what i can tell you is if you have net if you have never read anything from that author jk rowling you should read something she's written quite a lot of fiction for adults these days so no. i would I have read something else i read uh, um, that robert galbraith novels 
so those, exactly. those are the exactly. I have with them yeah she's she's quite uh, she's quite uh, good as an author i'm sure right so mm-hmm. all right moving on um, i don't know if you were to ca- if you were able to catch this uh, retro live uh, matches that cricket was doing so recently they did the semi finals and the finals of the cricket world cup 2011 at least the finals i was able to follow a little giri did you catch any of these very briefly yes i also saw it live i think on television they they have this on cricket info website as well as on uh, star sports Oh, wow. I watched that's yeah, yeah it was also <laughs> and that broke my heart actually i would have actually watched the match i mean i was because we are all working from home i don't think i had a whole lot of meetings that day but i would have spent a bit of time watching it then ah. which means you were actually working man good on you well i was in front of a laptop i mean working yeah, that's all you need to say you were working then anyway but it was mm-hmm. good um so it, it's it's amazing i mean i was just watching virat kohli bat against uh, pakistan he was completely out of sorts completely right. out of sorts right and uh, he, i also saw him bat in the finals afterwards and he, i think he made 30 odd runs mm. he was okayish he was not uh, his fluent best and now when i see him plays he has come on you know in leaps and bounds i think he's improved so much as a player of course he was still very early in his career right when yes but yeah but he was a prodigy right he was he was always mm. a child prodigy and people spoke of him very highly in all mm-hmm. the uh, younger circuits and all that but uh it, it takes a bit of time to mature on the international scene as well and i think he had good people like sachin tendulkar rahul dravid uh, even uh, dhoni for example these guys were there to guide him but now when you see him he's he's, he's in a world of his own is amazing i mean apart from freak uh, smith of course steve smith uh, mm-hmm. i think jorut's form is also dipping he's not there in the top 3 maybe kane williamson is closer to these two guys uh, i still think steve smith is better than uh, uh, virat kohli purely mm. because his test average is so much better anyway mm. that's another discussion mm. but yeah i mean looking at the team and how well they were performing um even sachin tendulkar bowling in one of those matches even mm-hmm. virat kohli bowling in one of those matches right right <laughs> was, he used to right yeah yeah, yeah indeed yeah he was bowling uh, seam ups yeah and what a crucial uh, knock it was by gautam gambhir actually <laughs> not just by mahendra singh dhoni in the finals Sorry, you, you know why i'm bringing this up yes yes yeah. let's go Sorry. there first Yeah. let's go there first i think uh, you were talking about the twitter storm that followed right exactly. uh, from his tweet ah uh, come on <laughs> now nah, but i think uh, both of them had equally uh, important role to play although mahendra singh dhoni was there till the end as a captain and uh, i think the the chase uh, was planned beautifully and he also executed the plans very well and they kind of knew how to play all bowlers and uh, I think Yuvraj Singh also swept uh, Mutaya Murlidharan in that match which turned out to be a very important thing. Uh, he was always struggling and I think Yuvraj Singh has even come out in public and then said that he, he couldn't read Murlidharan uh, and uh, Sachin apparently advised him to pl- sweep uh, and that kind of unsettled uh, Murlidharan's line and length and that indeed worked in India's favor towards the end. But I also have to applaud uh, forget about India for a moment but I also need to applaud Jayawardena classy and nonchalant player jayawardena he was an amazing century he looked so amazingly fluent he square cut a ball uh, that virat kohli bowled uh, seam up delivery he barely touched the ball man it went off the middle of the bat uh, down to the backward point boundary it was uh, he was looking so good in that match of course now nah, he was poetry in motion for sure yeah, yeah. right coming back to a couple of those points that you said look mm-hmm. i personally feel gautam gambhir did not get the due credit for the innings that he played look in in one of those 
big matches, you need somebody in the top three holding the innings together, especially in a chase of 275, right? And as much of credit that Dhoni gets for playing that finisher's innings, I'm going to personally say I would rate Gautam Gambhir's innings a little bit better than that, simply because it was him and Kohli that set up the platform, which him and Dhoni and then, you know, him, uh, Dhoni and Yuraj were able to take it to the finish, mm. right? Mm. Let's never take that away. Those two partnerships that Kabir played, they lost Sevag in the first over, right? Tendulkar mm. in the fifth or the sixth over. And then this guy and Kohli first absorbed all the pressure, but the run rate was not still too below the required. So at the 20th over mark, I remember they were around five and a half an over, right? Then came the little bit of a circumspect period where these two were able to take it through. This was Dhoni and Gambir there between over number 20 and 30, right? There, I would like to give a lot of credit to Gambir. Dhoni took his time initially, right? Yeah, so there, it was not like he was struggling. It was not like the World Cup semi-final that we saw in 2019. But there was a difference there. And Gambir was the cog in that wheel, or let's say the guy who was greasing the wheel so smoothly until Dhoni got his gears in order. So I would like to give that much more credit to Gambir. Look, I mean, the Twitter storm that followed his tweet, I mean, that was probably not required. But setting that aside, I would like to think Gambir was the one who set up that win. Tony was the one who took it to the end. It's like, you know, all of these magical midfielders, if you were to compare it to football, all of these magical mm. midfielders who set up that amazing pass, which a, a striker who has the firepower goes and finishes it. Both mm. of them are usually given the credit. So that's exactly the role I see in this scenario. Yeah. So that's my personal opinion, right? The other thing, I don't know if you saw Kohli's interview about how, how much he was devastated after the 2014 England tour. He he failed like terribly in that tour, if you remember, and India lost very badly and right four nil. So there, that was the making of him. He says if he had not overcome the uh, struggles that he faced mm-hmm. after that tour, the mental struggles, he would mm-hmm. not be the player he is today. He says in an interview in Cricket Four. So mm-hmm. I would recommend that interview if you are a cricket fan and if you are a Kohli fan. So that's fantastic. So uh, probably 2011 was when he thought he could achieve a lot, but 2014 was when he really understood what international cricket is, what it is to face a swinging ball with somebody like Anderson Bowling, right? How they would dissect you out, right? Dissect your technique out. So that was fantastic to read as well. So, well, I mean, it's very nice to go back to talk about the final of 2011. It's always an iconic moment. It's always one of those moments in our lives, at least as cricket fans, where you would always remember where we were and what you were doing, right, Kiri? So fantastic, fantastic final. So uh, if you were to move on, if you were to look at some of the other news surrounding uh, cricket, apart from COVID, that is. So you have Dane Peet, who's taken uh, the other route now. Because, you know, Dane Peet has uh, switched off his career in cricket in South Africa, that is at least. So he says he's uh, put a stop to his uh, cricket career in South Africa. And then he's pursuing a minor uh, leagues career in the US. Now with, uh, you know, UK having Brexited from the EU, so to say. Mm-hmm. They, there is no chance of this. Con- the context of a call pack is now non-existent, right? Because they are no longer a member of the EU. So as a result, the pr- call pack route is closed now for South Africa and many other countries. So there may be this this shift in paradigm. USA might be the new destination. They say just you know just to give you a para- parable like um, what happens to a to the dying embers of the career of a EPL player, the English Premier League, right? So they go to China. So China is always the destination. So it's something like that. Now America might become the new China as far as some of the cricketers who want to extend. It's mostly the T20 leagues for sure. So once you have 
a steady job let's say you have a steady job where you play in the english counties in the summer what would you do in the winter probably you go to the united states or some other place and you play in the minor counties right so it it also brings apart from you know you being an international cricketer you going there and playing your game teaching and bringing their uh, cricket to uh, giving them some professionalism right that's a good thing but also it gives you a chance to you know better your own lifestyle living in europe living in america so that's another thing right so that's an interesting news and of course uh, an unfortunate news again uh, tony lewis the professor who was uh, the first with duckworth who came up with the duckworth lewis turn algorithm that we use today for uh, you know determining the scores in our unaffected uh, odi or any limited overs game has passed away so we have not heard if he's passed away due to coronavirus we just know he's passed away due to old age so uh, we again condone his death and we uh, offer our condolences to his family and friends and uh, to all cricketing fans you know we always uh, have a mocking tone when we talk about dls have can anybody understand it yada 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 right but um, you know that and rjd the rjd method that's used in bcci matches domestic matches right these are the only two algorithms that have come up we have so many people who are interested in cricket and so many people who have probably a statistical or a mathematical background not many have been able to come up with a algorithm and this algorithm the duckworth lewis turn dls one that is now used in international cricket so kudos to uh, duckworth and lewis initially and then now also professor stern from australia who run this algorithm and keep it going and or mm-hmm. keep updating it right so uh, also as i said the rest of the cricketing world i'm sure is also mourning his demise so i hope uh, wherever he is uh, there is no rain and he's watching cricket on a nice bright sunny day so he doesn't have to use his own algorithm so uh, moving on now if you were to take a quick look at the trivia question the trivia question from the previous week was a little bit of a toughie so mm-hmm. we asked who was an international cricketer who lost his life in the last great pandemic so the last great pandemic was the spanish flu that extended from towards the end of the world war 1 to 1920 so the only recorded international cricketer who lost his life to the spanish flu was apparently R- reggie schwartz of south africa he he has a very very fantastic career he was uh, a cricketer who played in the english leagues but he could not really make a name for himself so he went to the colonies he went to south africa and then came back as a leg break bowler i forget his name the new sri lankan spinner that we see he bowls more googlies than leg break so he bowls like four googlies in an over and maybe one or two leg breaks so or even rashid khan does that right so his attacking weapon is actually the googly so mm-hmm. reggie schwartz was the first of this kind he had a, apparently a very lethal googly and googly was still not so known in the cricketing world so an englishman who went to south africa and then came back with the south african team as a part of the south african team and then took the english summer by storm as they said so this is a very nice read so if you were to ever get a chance to read about reggie schwartz's life but as it was with many men there uh, he had to yeah join forces in the world war 1 and then he lost his life after that shortly so that's unfortunate but Uh, it's a nice read if you were to get to read about his life so uh, the trivia question for this episode is a very interesting one so we are not going to ask you a straight forward trivia question that deals with a historical fact or something straight away to do with cricket in terms of stats but it is still something that is very very cricket related and we may have discussed the person that this is related to in this very episode so i'm going to name something i'm going to name a sequence can you name what the sequence actually is so left pad right pad box one tap in the middle two behind the foot look up two behind the foot again look up 
one tap and then good to go what did i just now mention can you put your finger on this that's the trivia question for this week so you can always get in touch with us to let us know what you think about our podcast for example or give us the answer to the question of uh, the trivia question this episode or share your thoughts about cricket in general right you could always get in touch with us uh, via twitter the handle is at @amchircricketpod or you could write into us uh, on uh, you know amchir.cricket@gmail.com or you could leave uh, your thoughts and answer to the trivia question as a comment in one of the podcasting apps you use to listen to us we have a huge list in our uh, notes always right also if you get a time and if you like our podcast of course please rate and review our podcast it helps us gain visibility but it also helps us uh, immensely personally so that we get this feedback and we feel good about it so no matter how the coronavirus storm takes us we'll continue to do this podcast so if you have been listening to us we are very grateful for that and i hope you can talk about this with your other cricket fanatic friends as well having said all that it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from him bye bye Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.